0: episode 11 then. We're at episode 11. This is very good. And this is FIA Goes PC. Welcome everyone. And as usual, we are with here today, our producer, Winifred Mark, say hello. Hello. And our amazing guest as always, the Unicorn Slayer, aka Pease. Say hello. How we doing? And I am your host, Rebel Zen, aka Danny Hale. Hello. And say <laughs> hello too. Today, we've got a very weird one because we're going to split this in two halves because Pete's got to go off and do some fan stuff, haven't you? Yeah, yeah I've got fans all over the place, mate. Yeah, yeah. it's is yeah. fitting some air conditioning units down there. Exactly, the road. yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah, um, yeah. you've you got your, your employers, Frankie and Benny, New York Italian mafias. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Two rival mafias. Yeah, yeah. One makes pizza, wait, one the other makes, makes pasta. pasta. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So they bring in a lot of dough. Um, <laughs> Ooh, early starts. So yeah, we're the the loose topic, and I'm going to keep this very loose. Is fitness, all right? So that's why Pete's running off because whenever I say the word fitness, he's got something to do. Huh? Well,
1: let's be honest, i ain't running anywhere, am I? No, no, walking briskly. Yeah, yeah, I'm ambling.
0: Taking off. an Uber.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> To get the five hit. minutes down the road, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a lot of fitness and killing unicorns.
1: Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. All so, that axe swinging, you know. Yeah, it is. keeps the yeah. shoulders broad.
0: Yeah, but it is a job that you can get the axe quite quickly. in. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're still employed. Um, that's always good. <laughs> I've got the chop yet. <laughs> he hasn't got the chop. Yeah, yeah. haven't haven't lost your ways. <laughs> um, so yeah, so fitness is the topic. And it's quite a good topic because uh, we have a lot going on, actually, with the information of what we did earlier in the week.
2: Uh, this week we filmed at Rock Up in uh, Birmingham, five ways, at Broadway Plaza. Um, have you guys been before? Before this week?
0: Well, obviously, if I'd have gone, it would have been in the middle of the night without you knowing it. Um, <laughs> so, no. I mean, we went... Have, we've you, have always... you
2: done rock climbing before?
0: I've done rock climbing as so far as... Uh, You replace rocks with trees and I've done a lot of tree climbing, right? (laughs) And my whole thing was, especially as a kid, I was really good at climbing trees. Really, really good because I'm basically an ape. But I couldn't get back down because I was terrified of heights. (laughs) So yes,
1: I was like a cat really, half cat ape thing. (laughs) You were just hiding from people basically.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'd use it as a vantage point, which was great for seeing other people, but really bad for me getting down. So I often got stuck in trees. I have done a bit of uh, rock climbing. Uh, I was sent to an adventure weekend as a kid against my better judgment. I was forced into it in, in Ross on Wy in Wales, and there was like an abseiling tower there. But it wasn't quite what you had to do at, at Rock Up.
1: No, I haven't done it since I was about 16. Right. So I've done it before. Absolutely fine. Not a problem. Scooted up the wall when I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd be fine. Yeah. It's it's one of those mental things where you look at it
0: and your head says, oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, Anyone yeah. can do this. Yeah. But then it's that first leg up. To set this up, we yeah. had free reign. They were extremely great uh, with us. The, yeah, the yeah. centre was. They said, anywhere you want to do whatever, you can use whichever tower you want.
1: Well, we went for that first wall, didn't we? Well, we did. It is, and it was yeah. the hardest one. <laughs> of course. <laughs> The hardest it's like, one. Yeah, you've picked the hardest wall and they there going like, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I can do this. I'll do that, yeah. No problem. Uh, hold on a sec, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Struggling a little bit.
0: It's that first step. Yeah. That first step yeah. was like the thing that did it. And I've got to say, man, like, what's really intriguing about this is like, um, for me, whenever you look at anything like that, you're assessing it almost like, because my training has been principal in martial arts, you look at everything and assess it like it's a thing that you got to do for a sort of military, you know, mind training. So you scan the whole surface, you're looking at your, all of this is how I process stuff. With Pete, it was like, yeah, obstacle, I'll just <laughs> destroy it. Yeah. And literally just flew up yeah. the first two <laughs> steps and that was all of his energy gone. There. Yeah. So.
2: It's pretty, it's pretty hard stuff. Uh, I've only done it once, but uh, my experience was you start discovering muscles in your upper back yeah, that yeah. you didn't realize you had. Uh, but it was really fun. I mean, I'd I do it again. I found
1: those ages. muscles the next day. Yeah. Because they were
0: aching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of these things as well. Like, as we have, um, we'll give a shout out to him. Joel in Canada who's one of our mates. He's mm-hmm. an avid rock climber. He actually worked at a similar center at Star City.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, he used to do a lot of climbing, especially in Nanaimo in Canada, mm-hmm. where he's from. And we also have our mate Lisa using mm-hmm. kin. She's an avid free face climber yeah. in, in America with, with Chris, her boyfriend. And it's it's basically like their their style of climbing. I mean For us, I mean, that's the the impression yours, because it's very Mm colourful, and it's all each tower's themed, Mm -hmm. and the first one, we were looking at something that would like link into the episode, so we weren't really basing it on skill level, (laughs) we were literally all aesthetics. Yeah, for the
2: visuals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're looking at it going, oh, that's the one with the creepy vines, we'll do the creepy vines, you know, easy as anything. (laughs) And it literally is that thing, like, to set it up for the folks at home, it's like, when you haven't done exercise, and I went through this at the beginning of the year when I was in training, when you haven't done exercise for a long, long time, you do look at things like, oh yeah, I remember when I was 16, I could do football for hours on the end, like we played nights of it. Yep. Five minutes in, at the age yeah. we're at now, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's almost like... Well, speak for yourself. Mine oh, still begins you. with a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. When you're 658, things are a bit of okay. a chore, all right? Um, but basically, yeah, like I, I was worried because that first step you took, you put everything into it, <laughs> and I think it's that adrenaline thing that kicked yeah. off, and you just literally you. scaled this thing in lightning <clears> speed, <throat> didn't you? The yep. first time round, and blew it out.
1: And then, yeah, when I was up there, I was like, "Whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. once, I've, once, I've stopped and everything's ca- caught up, yeah. But and also, I've been away, so it was about it was my first day filming oh, yeah, in, in yeah, about yeah. three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So you know, through you know, threw me in the deep end. Well, of Wel- welcome back. Here's a wall. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. yeah.
0: well, we wanted you to get over the wall, Hey! you know, <laughs> and get back into like being an awesome presenter. You see, <laughs> so yeah, you, these are the things that you have to do to get over your walls in life, <laughs> literally. Anyway, what are you going to say?
2: Uh, I was going to say not to put anyone off who hasn't tried rock climbing. Uh, it is a great sport, and um, you know, rock up in Birmingham, and they have different locations as well. Um, let me just check. They have one in Whiteley and one in Hull. Right. Uh, and they have 20 different walls. So obviously, yeah. they're catering to different levels. When we went in, there were actually a lot of children. Like yeah. they have these kid groups as well. They can do parties, they can do school visits, and they also uh, can do team building. So if a company wants a sort of like a team building yeah. day, yeah, yeah. rock climbing is actually a really good option because it is about trust and is about teamwork.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's also a nice thing to point out about the centre. It's very much catered for a lot of things. There's a crash area for the kids. There's like a ball pit and a little adventure park area, an indoor park area with slides and such. And they are very good with kids. And as Wynn was saying, it's all skill levels and they get you on entry level um, to more advanced stuff. But you always see very happy groups when you're looking through the window and and considering Pete's literally opposite there where he works, (laughs) he gets to see that a lot but it's always thriving, very good business and the guys there are really helpful, very knowledgeable, you know? I mean, it's hard to be knowledgeable when you're saying, (laughs) right, so stay and freeze at the top of this tower, Pete, when you've got no energy, we're going to film you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, do your best. You've done the hard bit, now we're filming. (laughs) Exactly. So it's like, Shout your lines out, and uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll try and catch you without you falling on my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the the whole experience was really cool. The centre is very, um, very set up well. There's a cafe in there and everything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, it's and the just, staff look great. Yeah, they really are. They're really, very knowledgeable. Really lovely, yeah. um, very yeah, calm shout down. out
2: to uh, Kay who helped organize this. yep yeah. uh, and Ollie who helped you with the with the clips and everything. Yeah, Love yeah, because he king of the sleep. clips.
0: Yeah, yeah, Ollie the king of the clips. <laughs> That's he's a very important job. Yeah. That's his new name. Yeah, King mm-hmm. of the Clips. Yeah. That's what we're going to refer to him forever as. <laughs> yeah. So, it was Pete's first day back. We thought we'd gradually edge him back in. Over a 25-foot drop. Yes. Yeah. But we got there in the end, didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. it's Very good. It so, was fine, to be fair, once, once we got into it.
0: Yeah. So, if you want to know anything about Rock Up, Wynn's got the details.
2: Check them out. Their website is rock-up.co.uk. And they're also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.
0: Very good. So and they have, have stickers. They do have stickers. You you've yep. got an awarded sticker, didn't I you? I did indeed. Very special one. We can't ruin it for the kids nope. at home. We do make a feature of pointing that out. He did get an award for how good he was at climbing. I mean, he did climb with the grace of Godzilla. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 And smashed it up. Yeah. yeah. Just I like Godzilla. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. You reminded me, and you've just been to Universal Studios, you reminded me of King Kong. Just Why, a little bit. Thank
1: you. I'll have a shave before next week. Yeah, you but, should. Um, you should. Because that ape looks a bit terrible. I thought, you know, try it out. Yeah. Give it because a go. just to tell
0: you at home, rock climbing isn't as scary as having a unicorn slayer flying down at you at a very fast speed when you've got a camera in your hand. So
1: thanks for that. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to dash, haven't you? You've got to yep. run off. I have stuff to do, people to slay. Yeah. That kind of thing. No unicorns. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. It's Hence me, the name.
0: It's pretty much me that does the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So thanks for having me. And, um, <laughs> it's on <good>. that note. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you next week we'll in see you next Stratford. Week. Indeed. Yeah, It'd
0: be very good. Good to get back to uh, Stratford, won't it? Yep. It'd be fun. Awesome stuff. <laughs> so say bye. See you later, guys. Thanks, Pete. Anytime. See you soon. So, yeah, sorry to all the folks listening. It was very brief with uh, with Pete this week. And this is what you have when you have tight deadlines, everyone. So if you're ever uh, thinking about doing, uh, you know, TV shows <laughs> and podcasts and stuff like this, a lot of time goes into it. But you all know that. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it gives us a chance to do something that we really wanted to do um, anyway, you know, since, since we got the offer up. And that is talking about DDPY. We had an experience with Dallas over the weekend. We were with him on the uh, Q&A, which was Friday at the Glee Club. Yep. And then we were with him yesterday. Still actually quite sore, not super sore, but quite sore from the uh, DDPY session yesterday. And that is all my own fault. I will put my hands up and say that's on me <laughs> because of the nature of yoga. My, my, my experience with yoga is zilch ddpy isn't strictly yoga it's uh partially yoga there's a lot going on there there's a lot of um it's kind of close to circuit training when you do martial arts there's a lot of circuit training stuff but he is great the instruction was great but again it's interpreting new things for me i think that's the thing that i Mm. struggled with the most
2: well, I don't think it's incorrect to call it yoga because a lot of the positions are uh, inspired by you know, Correct. yoga yeah. itself, yeah. the practice. So, I mean, what he does is he takes a yoga position and he actually renames it for people who don't do yoga who have never done anything like this. It's more relatable.
0: We're going to backtrack a bit before we go into the DDPY session. So I want to just briefly talk about the Q&A. It was quite fantastic, really, because um, Brenda... Dallas's wife had actually included us into the uh, VIP. Mm -hmm. So we got to mill around with the guys at the beginning, doing the signings and meeting Dallas and all of this stuff. And yeah, it was, (laughs) I I, want to point out for anyone who was at the Birmingham show, I felt that the Glee Club uh, in Birmingham had let him down slightly. I think the management was a bit off that night because I had another event in the main room
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and I felt sorry for him going into that because it was almost like, you know, to their respect, Brenda and Dallas had done the main graft of everything in his tour themselves, I feel. And you had a really young, and we're going to give him a shout out, a young upstart stand-up comedian for Manchester, Chris Brooker. Brooker, yes. Who was such, like, on MC, was such a good... Uh, Guy to set everything off to get the energy off, and I just want to bring up uh Chris's name because he really made the night quite special. I think he was very good for the audience, very good at getting the energy up before. Well, you don't really need to get the energy up for Dallas, but he did, and he was uh, he was just a great guy walking around, uh, talking to everyone, just a lot of fun. On the other side of it, in the merchandise helping Brenda out, you had a young lad, Ben. Mm-hmm who had come from, uh, I believe it's Chris's wrestling promotion. Mm-hmm. He's not just a stand-up comedian. <laughs> He's a wrestling promoter based in Manchester area, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but yeah, Ben was great as well. He, he was good to talk to. And of course, we had a lot more time with Brenda that night, didn't we? Yeah. Chatting around how she herself has driven them all across the country.
2: Yeah, designated driver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> amazing and she is one heck of a woman she really is she's uh, got quite a fascinating story herself very inspiring in her own rights and awesome like the mother of the tour she really was mm-hmm. the mom and she was great and the Q and A went well wow, it was cool i i particularly just want to focus on the fact that dallas started off uh with a story about rick flair who's if you know anything about wrestling, been suffering quite a severe and unexpected situation in, in, in his medical situation, which I'm not fully sure about the details, but it was almost an aneurysm or something. And he had to have brain surgery or something like this on the fly. He was in a coma, a medically induced coma, and he is now recovering. In fact, I checked last night and he's just done an event and that's kind of an amazing thing this guy has literally been out of hospital for days and he's out doing his normal Ric Flair stuff. Right. And for Dallas to actually start with, that shows you what kind of a, a guy Dallas is. Mm-hmm. It's almost putting all our minds at rest. A lot of the crowd was wrestling fans, particularly that night. And man, like it's just good to know that Ric Flair's doing all right. And I know this isn't going to mean a lot, but I'll just share a little personal story. When I first saw Wrestling Live, I was with my best friend Matthew at the time and my dad took us at the Genting, what is now the Genting. We say this a lot, uh, the NEC, as was back then, on a UK Rampage tour. And Ric Flair, I'm pretty sure, was there that night. I think he'd just signed with the WWF at the time. Um, but if he wasn't there, it was through a promo that they released. And I'm a bit hazy on the line-up. It has been quite a while. And, um, you know, my dad was shouting for Ric Flair, who at the time was a, a bad guy or a heel in the business. And me and Matt were mortified <laughs> to the point of wanting to kill my father because it was like, why are you shouting for the bad guy? Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy. But, you know, Ric Flair's got this charisma that is... Just unbelievable. So it's great that he's on the mend and it was awesome that Dallas started off with that. I think in the show, clearly, if you look at Dallas's Facebook page, he actually has clips from the show. One of the the clips is Phil, a guy that we talked to at the halftime interval, who was a champion heckler of the event. I said to win, actually, just now reflecting on the event. There was four factors of that thing and Phil was one of them that just really lifted it. He was so funny. Made a, the night. Yeah, it really. It mm-hmm. was like where the glee club and I don't want to you know like Throw too much dirt at Glee Club. It was kind of a stressful night for them, I'm sure. There were
2: there were technical difficulties, oh yeah. and uh, yeah, there were just some uh, things that you can't really control when you know it's a live event. Well, I think
0: management had just changed. There was there, there was a lot of going on for them that night, but I think. The thing about Phil's... Poor is,
2: Chris was running around trying to fix oh, everything. Yeah.
0: You've got the guy who's meant to be MC in a night basically doubling up as a runner, as a roadie, as a... Techie, a yeah, uh. as just everything. And so, fair play to Chris Brooker, we'll say your name again, who was a great guy. Very, very on it and very uh, just fun. And his chemistry with Dallas was epic. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Um, so, yeah, like, Phil, just to finish that off, Phil in the audience was... Um, just making us all laugh. He was just really on, on cue. And it was quite a weird thing at the start because everyone had that starstruck moment where they're all panicking because you've got this Hall of Famer in front of your face and everyone's like, oh my God, what do I say? And all this. But Phil didn't have that. And he was typical Brummy pride, you know.
2: There was some good interaction between the audience. Yeah.
0: And- so where the Glee Club hadn't quite done the city proud, I suppose Phil did. So thanks, <laughs> Phil, if you're listening. Yeah, so moving from that... Uh yeah, we had a little time with Dallas at the end of the night. He was exhausted. And uh man, that guy I, I, I can't actually tell you the, the schedule they've got since coming to the UK is insane. So they're still there right now, um probably just wrapping up in London as mm-hmm. we're recording this, the second workshop in you know twenty four hours. And big workshop, yeah, uh, yeah. over 120 people. Yeah, this one's a huge turnout in in respect, and I'm I'm glad it is it ends on that sort of note, but man, I feel for him. Like what a, what it's, an it's amazing tiring. journey. Yeah. <laughs> so from the Q and a, which was great and all the spots were great. And Dallas himself used that as an opportunity to even reach out to one of his friends. Who's just coming out of surgery and he got the crowd to boost up morale for that guy. And, you know, this is what he's like. You, you kind of think that it's all a thing that you see on TV. The guy is living, breathing 24 7. Diamond Dallas inspiration mm-hmm. meets perspiration. Genius. And what a nice guy. Just a humble guy. Just a friendly guy. If things went wrong in a show, he didn't groan about it. He made a joke about it. And it's just so cool to see that. And I think the wrestling crowd, especially QA, that was your first time with a wrestling crowd, wasn't it? With- mm-hmm.
2: I'm not really familiar with the. Yeah, yeah, the this is all topic, new to you. But, yeah, um, yeah.
0: But it's almost like the thing about wrestling crowds, are a lot like the rock and roll or the metal crowd, the heavy metal crowd. They are just very empathic people and very sincere.
2: I could sense that every there's a lot of care. There
0: yeah. really was, yeah. yeah. There's, and everyone bonds together, mm-hmm. and you know. The questions were good that night, yeah. so it wasn't all um, the obvious stuff. There was a lot of very good questions. I think they got a couple of minutes on their Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. They filmed Facebook that. Chris, Live? That's Chris right. was a designate, and not only was it roadie, he was the photographer. <laughs> so Chris uh, Brooker stepped into many roles, and he took all the photos with the fans, mm-hmm. the meet and greets, and he also did the clips. He's the main guy behind the clips, and um, you know what a guy, what a guy to do all of that. Mm. So then we move on to yesterday, which is the real thing. This is the thing we were the most excited about, which was the actual DDPY session, which was near Gravelly Hill, between Gravelly Hill and Erdington. Yeah. Action indoor sport in uh, Marsh Hill, I believe is the address. The staff there were great, they were real helpful, very down to earth. You walk into this place, and this is really quite stark, and I think this is worth pointing out to anyone who possibly is on the fence or quite cynical about DDPY. When we walked into the leisure centre, I was saying to Win, I hadn't seen a setup up um, like it since martial art tournaments where you get the whole floor and it's a big deal. Obviously, it's going to be a big deal for Dallas, right? But you walk in there and a community of DDPY students, and I'm going to call them students, because I don't think it's right to call them just, you know, um, pro wrestling fans mm-hmm. that do... These guys are so serious about the DDPY lessons and classes that you just see everyone at different levels. And it became very apparent to to Wynn and I going in there. You know, we're sat amongst a lot of people, a community of people that really do this and know each other and have gone up the levels together. Yeah, Brenda was
2: saying that uh, quite a few of them had gone to their retreats in the past as well.
0: And that's another thing. They do retreats, folks. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. So the first thing, and it's the brilliant thing to do, especially in, um, when everyone's at mixed levels, Dallas had about a 40-odd minute conversation with the whole group. We pulled the mats in. We just listened. And within that was a set-up Q&A where you could ask him questions or um, any specifics. But he would tell us stories that of inspiration and, and literally get you going, tell uh, his theories on food and diet and all of this stuff. Much like he did with us on the podcast, but it was almost really personal and it gets you in the mood and then suddenly out of nowhere, you know, you're stood up on your mats and, and, and it starts. And I think the first thing was uh, the Diamond Dozen that he took us to, getting everyone that didn't know the positions like myself to understand as, as well as we could in the time, the positions. And then you break down every position and for 45 minutes we were training in the uh, Diamond Dozen. Then we had another breakdown about a uh, this time about a twenty minute talk where this time it became more about how you're feeling about what you've just done. Um, Brenda gave us lovely stories about like you know alternatives and and the diet alternatives that she's on and little stories off the road. That's when the retreat came up,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you, you just had this awesome banter between her and and Dallas that was something you and I related to, right? Eh?
2: It was a good opportunity for people to ask questions and a a couple of people shared their uh, experiences as well and saying, you know, saying a direct thank you to Dallas because it's helped them in their case.
0: Well, it's a case where um, you really see that around Then you had a little bit of a nod towards Jamie and then obviously information about uh, just, you know, what we're doing. And then literally after that sort of like brief, briefer conversation, we got into the real business And again, at this point, I I was feeling very confident because quite frankly, it's like in martial arts is obviously we have circuit training to prepare ourselves for, you know, different sort of techniques and and movements and things like this. But everything in martial arts is more, um, it's more direct in, in sort of a complete sort of structure. So if you work in your legs, you do a leg workout for like X amount of time. It's kind of like athletics. You train what you need to train, and and the training can be an entire session about three hours training, or go into some free uh, sparring or something like this. It depends if you have got a competition or it's just a class. What I found really interesting in in Dallas's um, lesson was giving us all the information about the positions and knowing that a lot of things are very similar in a similar world because you're you're more familiar with yoga. Yes. And obviously the modifications Dallas makes in the names of the positions or even just he gives you modifications throughout when he's training them. If you can't do this, try and adjust Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. In his words, make DDPY your own. And it's something that is very true within the experience. I think they do this in yoga as well. But he basically explains everything. Um, tells you as you, and when you're doing everything that you can adjust. If you can't do this, do this. If you can do this, give it a try, and all of this stuff. For me, um, because of my my training in say like Chinese martial arts, especially traditional stuff like that, my legs aren't standard, and my wrists aren't standard, and my arms aren't standard for normal. Um, like if I was just some guy that had never trained. Going into DDPY, I could do all of that within time. Mm. It would challenge me, but I could do it within time. For me, it was almost like, oh wow, like this is like completely different to what I know, you mm. know. But I I think what was amazing, especially in the first part of the lesson, the Diamond Dozen, the fact that I gave everything a go because of Dallas. Because he's such a motivator. You're almost like, I don't want to let him down. I don't want to let myself down. Just and, try it. And yeah, mm-hmm. just try everything you can. Just like, man, just do everything. And I was really proud because I did everything. I felt great about it. When this second part came in, it was like the switch-ups. It was the stuff that makes you work. It was a real yeah. get your sweat on. You know, uh, the only thing that's 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 difficult, and this is completely not... It's not DDPY. It's literally the in- imitation game. If I'm doing this in martial arts, I struggle. If someone sat on a stage and they say, "Right, move your leg left or right," I get confused. Everything's confusing, you yeah. know. Um, but that's just going into something you're not really prepared for. With with Dallas, it was funny because even Dallas would get his left, left and right and the confused. Right, yeah. There's Brenda, you know, helping him out, and I loved that about it. To me, it made it very personable. It made it very real.
2: To be fair, when I was training either in yoga or karate, I had that problem because like if you're doing something for the first time, you're trying to learn and get the right position and then you have to coordinate at the same time. Yeah, it's, and, it's confusing.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's it's kind of just not that complicated, but the workout, and this is what we we're saying in the second part of the lesson, when it starts speeding up, you were doing the uh, 10 second push-ups. In and out of position. And that's where I myself started to get lost because it was so rapid fire, especially towards the end. I mm-hmm. managed, I think, three quarters of the lesson I was totally cool with. And then on that last sort of quarter,
2: yeah
0: it was just at this point, guys, I'm dripping with sweat. You know, I've really done the training. And the thing that was fascinating is I never felt out of breath because he focused on breathing. So much to the lesson, you don't actually feel it. Like you just know it's happening because you're glaring up with the sweat and all of this stuff. And it's that point where you've just done, say, like a two-hour session on a in a in a gym on a treadmill. You feel like that at this point, right? So you're all kind of glistening, everything's steamed off. And at this point, when it was switched positions, I was totally lost. And that was just all on me because i just didn't well know. he was
2: starting to call out the names of the positions yeah. and if you don't know the positions that well yeah then uh, yeah
0: i think in the training session with him it's like i say the the attention to detail is that amazing it's it's like everything he's thought out literally based on his own personal experiences you know
2: when we talked to him about the different modifications um the app actually gives you these options so if if you're afraid you can't do a certain thing, you can do, the you know, the beginner side. There's even an, an beginner beginners. for, yeah, beginner yeah. beginners. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's an option where you can even use a chair to help you get into it. Like, and he's actually designing some stuff for even like the elderly, yeah. where you don't even have to get out of your chair and still do certain well, exercises. Well, that's, that's the
0: thing because um you you have a situation here where um, on the beginner's, beginner's side of the app, he's literally coaching you so if you have injuries or if you are excessive in weight and you're trying to lose that or really have never done fitness, it's basically to get the um, the elephant out of the room. When you're training, the biggest thing about training is your approach to it is that fear factor mm-hmm. and that self-awareness and that's what usually breaks people down and so in reviewing... Just his approach to teaching and the app, I'm just going to whack them together because it's easy to explain this for a second. But basically, when I say attention to detail, it's like I personally know what it's like to step out of training for X amount of years. I mean, I began training again seriously, literally last Christmas. So it's almost like for me, even now, when we're doing this TV show, I don't have the time. And you hear that a lot um when people in a tv schedule even if they're getting to their full-time job or whatever you fall out of time i happen to know quite well since i first started training at the age of four how to train you know like where i need to go with it but there are a lot of people um rehabbing in athletics and i think ddpy my experience of it is If you need that kind of fitness regime, it's one of the best on the market. If you need an introduction to something that will give you flexibility like yoga or something like that, it's an incredible thing to start off with and develop as a lifestyle. If you've never trained in your life and you want to go the full circuit, even a career in it, because there's openings up for instructors around the world really, it's definitely you're your a are in for some kind of uh, career as a trainer. It's great for that. If you are looking at, say, um, adapting, like prolonging your athletics career or whatever, it's great for that. And as Dallas said to Win and I, he is evolving it to cope with, you know, seniors in different age ranges. He's also evolving it for kids. Mm-hmm. There is more kids. And he even has, and this excited me, He's actually applying weights, so he's going to have uh, a weight training side of DDPY incorporating it. It's really cool because there's a lot of flexibility to the style, to the actual uh, workouts. Um, I think one thing that's really, really clever, and I I believe um, his team that's worked on it includes Steve, who was behind Resurrection of Jota Snake, The cleverness of the app, and I think I want to throw this out there, the cleverness of the app is that like, if I hadn't trained for 10 years and I wanted to suddenly get back into my training, I open that thing up and I'm super confident. It's like the closest I've ever seen to actually having a personal trainer in your Mm -hmm. pocket.
2: Well, with the videos, you can try (laughs) any of them. They're like uh, a number of different levels. And after you've done it, uh, a, a little thing pops up going you know, how easy was this for you on a a scale? And, you know, you you tap it in and basically you can see what your uh, level is at and what videos might be better for you, et cetera.
0: And it's also, um, and this is really genius and I think this is great, your progress is rewarded. Again, this is a small details. For example, you'll do a workout and you'll actually get points for that workout. Mm -hmm. That points then correlates to something in the merchandise, you know, and you can actually exchange, you, yeah, exchange yeah. those points for say a t-shirt, some some kind of merch, even a yoga mat, whatever. It's all on the shop, yeah. and it's almost like at all the steps, it's it's guiding you to keep going. It's, it's so guiding, interactive.
2: Yeah. Like at the end of the workout, it tells you how many calories you have burned. Yeah, it's like a video game. Like yeah, you know, no, it,
0: it is exactly that, yeah. and it's it's just the it's always tongue in cheek with him, and it's just fun, and it's it's such an. I really, because I'm very passionate about the same passion here, but I'm really blown away by how much fun it is to do that kind of workout when usually it's quite severe and it's quite intense and you're on that. I mean, my experience is as athletic, you know, so I only know what it's like to train for a certain goal or um, you're getting graded on or there's some kind of rule to it or a, a team activity for your school or whatever. So... I think it's really fun how he's made it for the every person, how it's rewarding and it's just as extreme and it's just as beneficial. But it's just great to see that. And again, I will draw with the food plans. And Brenda was actually saying, traveling through Europe, they're actually getting more ideas for the food plans. Everything is sort of progressive. And it's almost like in its contribution and its communal but the food plans are really important too as i was saying uh to dallas when he was he was on our podcast in episode 9 it's basically like another thing another obstacle uh that's that you can easily overcome mm-hmm. you know it's it's just amazing it's like everything is there and going back to the lesson now to just kind of conclude i suppose the review that i've got on it the audience there I think range there was there was literally a just this huge flurry of age ranges. It wasn't all young people there was there was people um a lot older um and a re- like kids and one of the kids um and this was a great thing he was totally engaged with that kid throughout the lesson, which was really important it kept the kid happy, excited, and all this and controlled. And everyone was giving it their all, which is a testament, again, to the motivation of Dallas. I will say, if there are any people out there in martial arts or anything like this, if you have trained in certain traditional martial arts, maybe in certain yogas, maybe in certain aerobics, gymnastics, or whatever, DDPY is going to work you in a totally different way to what you're used to as well. For me that was something I noticed because our training takes us different places. And so certain of the uh, positions were a bit alien. Um, They're all in the same ballpark in the same uh, sort of arena. But yeah, certain things felt a bit awkward being the fact that I teach people my own form, I suppose.
2: Both of us took very different perspectives on it. Since you don't have any sort of uh, experience in yoga, it is like, like, Dallas sells, it ain't your mama's yoga. Yeah. So, you know, you you wouldn't do yoga otherwise, right? Like, you'd stay away from it.
0: Well, it's a lot of fun because the way he approaches, and I was going to say the way he renames or he's uh, modified the names of certain positions, well-known positions, have wrestling connotation, which makes it fun. Mm -hmm. Like, you'll snap out of a move and do a, a kind of Ric Flair woo, you know, like, and it's really cool because all the time, Dallas is aware of his wrestling audience but at the same time it's just dallas this Mm -hmm. is dallas's world man so it's almost like one of the things and it sounds really stupid but there is one move where you do a kind of stance and then you pull it in and you're doing a resistance on the uh dynamic resistance where you pull your hands into like a kind of double flex and it's basically hbk Shawn Michaels is 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 gimmick when he enters a ring that's right. exactly the thing he does and while I was doing it and it sounds stupid but your head just instantly goes I'm Shawn Michaels right now HBK. <laughs> I'm that guy and it adds extra weight to the motivation and I think that's real clever because anyone who knows wrestling I grew up with it so to me that was like I get to be Shawn Michaels in front of a you know a hall of fame this is ace you know you really go the extra mile because it reminds you. And at this point, it was near the end of the lesson. At this point, you're a mess. because <laughs> just like, whoa, you know, this is really burning out. You got like the, the kind of water flowing on your head, but you're not, again, you're not losing breath. It's very important. Breath was brilliantly taught that day. And basically just having that throwback to the rest, like when you Hulk it up and you instantly think yeah, you're Hulk yeah. Hogan. I just dig stuff like that mm-hmm. because to me, Again, you're going to have possibly, I want to say 80% of people who are wrestling fans are in that class, but they are making that leap, that transition to be fans and that is very, very important. Mm-hmm. But that tongue-in-cheek nod back, expertly done, and it punctuates the whole thing in a really fun way and it's exactly what Dallas says. It's almost like, you know, we're we're having fun with our training and everything about the whole package says that and i think in my conclusion to the day because i woke up today i wasn't sore which is a good point i was i was feeling it but i wasn't like immobilized it actually makes you want to get up and give another thing a go and correct the things that you couldn't do yesterday you literally think about that and process it and then you're like man i'm going to try that thing again i'm going to do that thing where i couldn't get my foot up and get the balance i'm going to try that again and i think that's great so what was your take on everything
2: Well, not really being a wrestling fan. I mean, some of the references that you've mentioned kind of go over my head, but um, knowing the moves that he's, you know, using, those weren't difficult for me. But what I liked about it was the dynamic resistance element, because when I usually do yoga, I don't always sweat. And it's, you know, I need to push myself a lot to get a workout. But with what he's doing... I really felt like I was working out and working out certain muscles that I don't usually use in yoga because today when I woke up my legs were sore. Oh wow! <laughs> so you know I don't usually do a lot of um, running or, or uh, aerobics or that kind of muscle pushing exercises, and so what I got from DDPY was actually a workout. For me, I'm not doing it for the yoga. For me, I'm doing it for the workout. For the workout. See,
0: that's a a really good point. Yeah. yeah, And
2: as you said, when you start training after a break, it's hard to get that motivation, especially when you're on your own. You know, I can unroll my mat and go, oh, I'm just going to do an easy yoga, you know, stretch for like 15 minutes. But I turned on the app today and just picked any of the workouts and thought, Okay, I'm going to start with this. And I started going off the workout. Like I started going, oh, I want to do this again. Oh, I want to do this <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So even if I'm not following the video, you know, like say today, I'm motivated. Yeah. I want to do a bit more.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, I actually really like the point. That's a very good point. Um, the dy- dynamic resistance I was saying to you after the thing, it's it's actually something that's very in common with, it's almost like the element of martial arts that I am familiar with mm is a thing that you weren't familiar with, doing Mm. yoga. Because in martial arts, obviously, it's a totally different thing, but just to explain dynamic resistance to the folks at home, it's basically like um, you are flexing at the same time you're pulling a stretch or you are pulling a punch, but you are straining the punch. So you're actually putting the the, the power into your muscles as you move your arm. It's, It's basically creating resistance on movement that you are doing. And everything in its yoga is about that like everything so when you're doing the core training you're holding position a lot longer mm-hmm. I think and you're straining your quads because every single break in a lesson you're you're pulling your muscles mm-hmm. you you're flexing and that's the power of the workout it's almost like yoga it, can can be quite workout, casual it's really. the kind
2: of workout that you don't need anything else you just need that space oh yeah
0: yeah, and you've, got, you've, you, got, you've got a mat, you got a screen, and you got yourself a two-hour workout that's really going to do it for minutes. You. Like Or ten minutes, like some of ten minutes. Well, I mean, that's. I think he said this the day, like um, the dynamic resistance part, and basically the first sort of three movements you get to do, which is always your reset. And I loved that at the point of the start of the lesson where he gave you the safe place. You mm-hmm. remember that? And uh, he told you about the the, um,
2: the yoga. Name for it is actually child's pose.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it's almost like... And it's just the interpretation. Yeah. You see, the thing that I think is great about Dallas is because he's actually made this thing a bit like... You know, you, you've catered it really for a different understanding. Yeah. And for the, the dynamic resistance, and it's really cool you brought that up, it's almost like the whole lesson is that. And so the first three poses that he di- he does when he teaches anyone... Um, it's just basically your reset position before you go into a different uh, movement and he says he wakes up every single day doing that because if he didn't, he'd feel his back, he'd yeah. feel his knees, he'd feel all the damage from wrestling, all the bumps that he's taking, etc, etc. And it's really good stuff because even if you were to just do that routine several times in the morning when you get out of bed, you feel it, man. It, yeah. You feel really good, and it's really simple. I, I, I for years, have heard Jericho talking about DDPY in his podcast, Chris Jericho podcast, and you always want to be skeptical about these things. I mean, even martial arts, I'm very skeptical about it because mm-hmm. you just don't know what's real and what's not real in in that world. But Jericho's always saying, all you need is DDPY. I don't do weights anymore. I don't do any of that. And I'm like, no way, dude. Like, (laughs) have you seen the guy in the ring lately? The guy looks amazing, right? No way do you just do DDPY. After yesterday, I get it. I really do get it because it's the most, it's like a complete system and it's an interchangeable system and it is different levels of a system. And I think it's very exciting because, as Wynn pointed out, you can pick and mix, you can chop and change, you can modify and fly. Yeah, that's. Uh, I got really nothing more to say because everything I'm saying is going to start repeating. It. It's yeah. amazing. I want to say, uh, from my own personal, thank you because it was such a radically stressful time for Dallas and Brenda. I could tell um, they were professional throughout, always smiles and hugs and and happiness from both of them. But thanks to both of them for the incredible effort for this tour. Um, Just incredible effort. The fact that Dallas stayed behind, um, you know, he got actually got locked out of the room, um, which was just the, the, you know, just funny. It was part of the humor of the whole thing. He actually got locked out, but There was a couple of guys uh, waiting in lieu. Of course they would be, and they want to get stuff signed. The guy did it without hesitation. I felt bad because I kind of wanted to shove him out of the way and so say, let the man rest. But he was willing to do anything for anyone. Um, on the day, he stayed back so long. Yeah, they went just, overtime for both Oh, man, events. just he was doing interviews. He was doing on, impromptu interviews and stuff like this. So just to give you guys an insider, these guys are real. They're real people. They're incredible people, um, incredibly passionate about what they do. And they deserve all the respect in the world. Not just them, but their whole team. Everyone in Georgia uh, doing DDPY on on social media and their website. These guys are world class. They they really, truly are. And I am no longer skeptical, Chris Jericho. If you ever listen to this podcast, I get you. You're absolutely right. I can see why it's helping so many people. And in the wrestling world... You guys have a massive security blanket for extension. This is stuff that truly, truly works. So if none of you are doing it, you should. And that's pro wrestling in the UK and the independents. Mm -hmm. Check out DDPY because it's really going to help you. Not only that, Dallas is going to be working with the NFL legends soon. Yeah. And that is massive. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's kind of linking
2: considering the injuries as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not it's not
0: just it's typical Diamond Dallas page, this is. No half measure for Dallas. No. None at all. It really is. You you feel like you're in a very special scenario when you meet Dallas. And I think anyone who's ever met Dallas will say the same thing. It's just Unbelievable to see how motivated And he's very it is.
2: encouraging as a whole. I mean, he he says, you know, try it out. But the key thing is motivation. It doesn't matter if you do DDPY. Just go out and do something. Oh yeah. You know.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, he just he's what is living proof and, and kind of like he's saying this on the podcast. It was like all I want is that people get healthier, mm-hmm. and that's my movement. It's not about the money. It's about that. And after spending two days with the guy. That's exactly how he is. He's literally that dude. And hopefully we can get him and Brenda at some point down the road back on the show. Just talk about mm. life. It will be awesome. They've got so many stories, guys. And I just feel like, you know, we there's so much we could say. And uh, hopefully we can bring them back. But, man, what a good weekend. Uh, we'll experience. be we'll be talking about d d b y again. I'm sure, definitely down the road. Um, if you're ever there in London, listen to this now, and you've gone and attended, you'll just feel like we do. I'm sure you will. It, it, I don't think there's been one unmotivated person in Dallas's company. No. Everyone's seen, literally bouncing off the wall. <laughs> it's and a at natural the, high. Well, at the Q and A, and this is my last story, really, of the whole thing, and this sums it up. I was sat next to a guy who turned up at the Q&A on his own. Uh, Never seen him before, never met him before, didn't know who he was. And he'd been using DDPY to recover from an injury he'd got on construction. I believe it's construction. It could have been renovations. (laughs) Never got there with him. It's a stranger, basically. And he was telling me like um, it was really helping him getting his mobility back to his knee, which he'd really wrecked. And then he 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 put the effort in and then he sort of dropped off the wagon and then injured his arm. And so I was trying to advise him as best I could with what I know anyway, which is, you know, similar worlds of nutrition, how you do things. If you're working out, don't go full steam, all of this stuff. And I was saying that to this guy, Steve, who sat next to me. I'm going to give him a shout out, Stephen Jeffries. He was a great guy and I could tell like, you know, he was kind of a bit awkward in this environment. I feel like it's it's a typical thing when someone um, is training. They kind of want the personal thing. They don't want to share it. But he started to come out of his shell. And literally when Dallas was talking, Dallas echoed what I'd said at halftime. Didn't know I had that conversation or anything. And suddenly this guy's confidence, he had a beaming smile. He, I nudged him and I said, see, see, see. It's, it's what you need to do. Go slow, take your time, whatever. And honestly, it, it's just the testament. It's like Dallas knows what he's talking about. Um, it's almost like direct instruction. And it's the way it inspires people. So I said to Steve, you know, keep at it. Keep doing it. And DDP-wise is his thing and it's really helping him. So it's almost just stay with it, man. And just keep keep doing what you got to do. And I told him to get the app. Get the app, it'll help you. It'll help you better than I can. Schmucko we it sit next to you. And across the way, we had Frank, who literally came out and said, you know, thanks for saving my life, eh? Yeah. He was dealing with weight, he was dealing with depression, depression yeah. and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, these guys weren't plants, these guys were literally just fellas off the street and that's the encouraging thing. So don't take it from us. We've told you everything we can. We've viewed it as honestly as we can. Our personal thing was, obviously, it was a bit alien to win an knife for very different reasons. And ironically, the yoga element to win was my alien thing and the dynamic resistance to and win, wrestling, And yeah, wrestling. Yeah. The wrestling stuff is genius, though. I mean, mm. I've got to just say that out for the packaging and the fun elements of it. Because it really is fun. And if you don't know anything about wrestling, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel a bit of a div. And that's a good thing. <laughs> you have a laugh at yourself, yeah. which you got to do. Sure. When you're training, if you take yourself too seriously, you're very self aware. Yeah. You don't want to train then. You that's get tight. You yourself, that's actually. when you hurt yourself. That's when you hurt yourself. Yep, because you tense up and you feel awkward. But with DDP, you don't get a chance to. You're all laughing a laugh and just everyone's just fun. as silly. Yeah, everyone's just as silly as an X person. So, yeah, it's all good. I had a great time. Thank you very much to Brendan Dallas for Thank inviting you. us. Awesome day, both days. Get home to a Georgia safe. Now for the wrap up.
2: Don't forget to find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mail demon, M A I L D E M O N. And on Twitter, our handle is Project F I A. Till next week.